Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School on February 22nd and 23rd at 7.15 p.m. with two shows on February 24th at 2 p.m. featuring the swing cast and again at 7.15 p.m. with the primary cast. Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at www.scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and at the door. Special thanks to our sponsors, Sheridan Media, Bighorn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craftco Metalworks, and The Wild Theater. Learner and Lau's Brigadoon is performed with permission from MTI. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sport. Tommy, hi. Did you know we have not one but two master certified technicians at Sheridan Honda? We recently added Sam Phelps to the team. Sam is a master certified domestic technician, but actually started his career with Honda Motor Company. It's impressive. And if you have a Honda, our Honda master tech, Joel Larson, has probably worked in your car. He's been with us for 15 years and was recently recognized as having one of the highest percentages in the nation for fixed right first time. For all your automotive needs, call Sheridan Honda today. If you have a pet, you know they have your heart, which means every day is Valentine's Day. This is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Realty, and I am excited to sponsor the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest. Enter a photo of your pet or you and your pet in the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest online at SheridanMedia.com. Enter one time each day through February 24th, and the winner will receive $200 in chamber bucks. Enter now at SheridanMedia.com. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of the FFA. Let's help them celebrate National FFA Week, February 19th through the 25th. Learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of the February 20th Country Bounty. This year's FFA pullout is proudly sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Waring Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, C&B Operations John Deere, and Range. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Sheriff Levi Dominguez and Under Sheriff Lieutenant Devereaux Johnson. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Morning. Now, how have things been down at the sheriff's office? Uh, we have an event that we will address, but uh, in in general, how how are the deputies doing? Well, I, I mean, as good as you would expect, yeah. you know, right? Um, I think. Uh, we're getting through it. We're, we're doing our best to, uh, support the, the Sheridan police department and, and whatever they need, um, right now. And, um, you know, we're, we're working with our staff to make sure that they're doing okay. Um, anything that they need as far as, you know, services provided that that we can help them get through this. And, and, um, you know, it, it's tough, you know, when you look at, uh, this, we're, we're kind of a, a small, uh, community in the sense of things and, and one large law enforcement, um, um, family, you know, two separate agencies, but one, one, one family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, offline, you and I were talking about, um, logistics about, uh, having individuals come in from other counties and other law enforcement, but that's pretty easy. Uh, the MOUs, memorandums of understanding, they're all in place. And so that was pretty easy for the chief to make that call, bring in some other folks, uh, 
get some backup in here. Yeah. And, and that same MOU will apply next week, won't it? Yeah, you know, statute allows, you know, a chief or a sheriff to uh, uh, make a request of another law enforcement agency within the state and uh, for requests for services, personnel, resources, whatever it is, um, to help with an incident like last week. Um, and so that's in place through state statute. Um, we made those requests, you know, the, the police department and, uh, and the sheriff's office to get assistance uh, here to, 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 you know, um, f- you know, come, come to have a resolution to the incident last week. Um, likewise, uh, I mean, it was every law enforcement agency in the state of Wyoming and, and surrounding states, Montana, I mean, they all offered their resources, their staff, and uh, it, yeah, it was a phone call, you know, it was a phone call to Johnson County Sheriff's Office while we were dealing with the incident. Can you cover the southern part of the county and the eastern part of the county? It was a phone call to, you know, Bighorn County Sheriff's Office. Can you cover the mountain in the western part of the county? It's a phone call like uh, what the chief made to Gillette PD and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, for them to come over. A phone call to the Campbell County Sheriff's Office, Natrona County Sheriff's Office, Casper PD, Mills, all just a phone call. And they were here. Yeah. And uh, n- next week is no different. Um, it's, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what to expect for our community to see next week for, for Sergeant Nevada Cranky Service. Um, they're going to see some different agencies here assisting, uh, providing law enforcement to the county, to the city. So that way all of our local Sheridan County law enforcement can attend Sergeant Creaky services and, and uh, uh, pay their respects. And so um, another phone call and an MOU in place and, and, and they're here, they're providing that. And that's, so uh, there's n- no delay in, in getting help from each other within the state. And and that is something that I'm not sure if a lot of people understand. It is already in place to make that so easy to go over and lend your neighbor a hand when they need it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, statute allows for that. You know, it's, 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 it's clear in statute that it allows for that. And, and it's a clear, you know, when we're pre-planning for things like next week that, you know, we can uh, plan a little bit more and, and put some other MOUs in place. Um, but that initial phone call for that initial help uh, when you need it, statutes in place for us to make that, and, and, and they come. What role, if, if, uh, <clears throat> if any law enforcement or, or escort role, what role will the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office have during the services that will be held next week? Yeah, um, you know, again, kind of, what we were talking about, we're, we're a supportive role, whatever the Sheridan police department needs and this community needs, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to provide it. So, you know, we're, we're meeting with the police department, you know, daily, um, seeing how we can help and assist in that. And then whatever they ask, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to provide that. Um, as far as next week goes, um, you know, we're going to bring in some agencies, you know, we have Johnson County Sheriff's office, uh, Casper Police Department, Wyoming High Patrol, they're all coming in to provide um, law enforcement officers. Johnson County's coming in to provide even detention deputies for our staff, so that way wow. all of our staff um, and, and, and the Sheridan Police Department staff and local law enforcement uh, can attend the services. 
So as we're preparing for, for Sergeant Creaky services, um, this week and through next week, um, the, the role that will be next week is, is, is being there to, to pay our respects, um, to Nevada, um, to his family, Carla, Bella, you know, the entire Sheridan Police Department, our community, and, and everyone that's been impacted by this uh, tragic event. And so, I mean, that's our role in the sense is, is helping um, in, in, in any way we can, you know, throughout this week and next week, um, helping cover calls, you know, for the police department up until uh, next Friday. And then we have that in place for other agencies to come in and do that. And just so folks know, when these other agencies come in, uh, they have the same amount of authority as one of our officers or our deputies. They do. And, and that's a great point. Um, they are, we have, you know, we have, uh, Wyoming high patrols coming in Casper police department, Johnson County Sheriff's office. They will all be here to provide law enforcement, um, to, uh, the city of Sheridan and all of Sheridan County. And I would ask, and we're going to, put out messaging next week to remind our community in the county that uh, understand that they're here to respond to emergencies, um, to things that need to be handled immediately. Um, I'd ask that next um, next Friday for Sergeant Crinky's uh, services, uh, the night before on the 29th, March 1st, and then that evening of March 1st that um, folks only call for, for law enforcement if it's an emergency. Um, cause that's what they're going to be responding to. Um, we don't want, you know, the, you know, neighbor disputes or civil issues that, that, that come up. If it can wait till the next day, make that call the next day, but, uh, emergency response only. So that way, you know, um, these law enforcement officers are coming in, they're volunteering their time, their agencies are coming in to, to handle emergency situations. And so we just ask the the public Sheridan County to respect that. And, uh, you know, I mean, dispatchers are coming in to cover the dispatch center. Like I said, it's, it's a, it's a, a wonderful thing to see in a time of need and tragedy of, of all the resources that have come together for this. And, and we just ask that our community, and I have no doubt that they will because our community has been amazing through all this. And I, I have no doubt that, that the community will, will, will rally together and, and, and respect that. I'm hoping it's a, it's a very quiet 48 hours. Um, and it's good to know that, uh, you know, we have got those in place and our neighbors can take care of us and we can hopefully never have to, but take care of our neighbors at the same time. Speaking of taking care of each other, there are benefit accounts for Sergeant Nevada Crinky's family. Unfortunately, there are people out there who are trying to take advantage of this tragic, horrible situation. LT, a new scam, something that you and I talk about every time we see each other. Right. And this one, this one is just a bit much for me. Yeah, you know, and, and to be to be blunt, Floyd, I mean, it's just, it's disgusting um, that we even have to uh, bring this up. Um, but just in, in, in trying to do um, what needs... When he's to put the informa information out that needs to be said, um, you know, citizens have been receiving phishing calls that have been asking for donations to Sergeant Crinky's family. Um, and we just want to make sure that we iterate that information, that they're not legitimate. The city, Sheridan Police Department, Sheridan County Sheriff's Office, 
none of these agencies or, 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 you know, the county or the city are calling, asking for donations. If you, if you have the ability to do so and wish to, to help, um, that's fantastic. But, um, you know, you can, uh, um, contact these legitimate businesses on your own terms. Uh, you know, go down to first federal if you're interested. Um, there, you know, um, today there's, I believe Dairy Queen is doing a hundred percent of their sales as donate, um, as donations. Um, you know, that's, you know, help where you can, if you, if you want to and are able, um, and just be fully aware that I say it every time, if you're unsure, hang the phone up and make your own call, do your own research, just make it on your own terms. Absolutely. I just, I cannot believe that someone is calling around trying to get money <clears throat> in the name of a fallen officer. Right. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised over some of the things that we've had to talk about in the past. But once again, folks, if you get one of these calls asking for donations in the name of Sergeant Crinky, it is a scam. Give, uh, give the sheriff's office a call. Report that. Uh, the sheriff's office keeps track of these things. Uh, that way we can talk about it. We can get the alerts out for individuals. If you would like to help Sergeant Crinky's family, a benefit account has been set up at First Federal Bank and Trust. You can walk down there and sign the check yourself. And this is going to be at their branch location, 671 Illinois Street, right here in Sheridan. Or you can even mail it in. P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. Once again, if you get that phone call asking for donations, it is not the PD. It is not the city. It is not the sheriff's office. Uh, and uh, call the sheriff's office and let them know that this is happening. On that, i got to take a quick commercial break. We will have more with our Sheridan County Sheriff's Office right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Sheridan. A memorial for fallen Sheridan police officer Sergeant Nevada Crinky has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust under the name of Carla Crinky or FBO of Nevada Crinky. If you'd like to honor him, this is your opportunity. Bring your donations by First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffin Avenue, or you can mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust. P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming. Great news. The oil change special at Midas has gone over so well, it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application, plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Sheridan. Filing your taxes can be easy. Hi, this is Lance from your locally owned HR Block office. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or drop off, let's make it work for you. Follow your way with HR Block and get expert help at every step and a maximum refund of every dollar you deserve. And if you're getting a refund, now through the end of February, you can get up to 3500 refund advance. Stop by HR Block 1307 Coffeein or call 672-9787 for details. Have you been considering buying or selling real estate? 
My name is Callie Munsick and I was born and raised in Buffalo. I have years of experience working as a real estate marketing consultant. Let me take my knowledge and passion for real estate to help navigate you through your real estate transaction. Call me to discuss all of your options or check us out online at buffalorealtyllc.com. Callie at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call Sheridan media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedamedia.com or call 672-7421 Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan County Sheriff Levi Dominguez and Under Sheriff Lieutenant Devereaux Johnson. Now in the first part of the show we spoke about the upcoming service for Sergeant Nevada Krinky and a scam that unfortunately is making the rounds here in Sheridan. Residents are receiving phishing calls asking for donations for Sergeant Krinky's families. These are not legitimate. The city and the Sheridan Police Office do not call people for donations. The the Sheriff's Office doesn't do that. If you receive one of these calls, call the Sheriff's Office. Let them know that you have. They keep track of this stuff. A benefit account for Krinky's family has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust. People can choose to donate to that fund. And information on how to do that is on our site and as the lieutenant uh, pointed out we've got some businesses here in sheridan who were donating portions and and one in particular i believe it's the dairy queen 100 percent of today's profits going to sergeant crinky's family statute of the month uh now this is something that uh, we've talked about on this show with uh, Lieutenant Jorgensen from the Highway Patrol. They get uh, this quite a bit. I can't remember if you and I have ever talked about it, LT, uh, but this is quite important. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate it. I think the last time we discussed it was, uh, I think it was last year, um, early last year. And, you know, um, we're, just, we're, we're just trying to keep people safe. Um, that's what it comes down to. And the statute that we wanted to discuss in order to try and um, progress with that is the uh, move over law that Wyoming has. And in its most base term, um, it's if you see an emergency vehicle approaching or if you're approaching one on the highway, um, um, the interstate, if you're if you're approaching a, uh, uh, an emergency vehicle that has its its lights and sirens activated or if they're on a traffic stop, just move over. That's, that's the most base way that I can... Um, explain the statute um, and 
again, it's it's that includes not only law enforcement, but we're talking about um, tow trucks and uh, fire department vehicles, game and fish, um, livestock board, law personnel, you know, brand inspectors, law enforcement. If you see if you see those lights, slow down, move over. Um, you know, it's it's all in the uh, um, in the support of trying to keep people safe. And and you know, construction workers, they they actually work a very dangerous job and and especially you know those individuals out there on the freeway i have an uncle who did that when he was younger back when they were still trying to get this interstate put together and he got hit uh as a flagger and so it is a very dangerous job out there so anytime you see anyone working on the road uh even even the individuals down in the bar pits mowing that down so that we can see deer and everything else off the side of the road make sure that you slow down when you're going by them yeah i mean give them a little courtesy right that's i mean th- those are some of the biggest things is if you're if you're come approaching something you're concerned about slow down yeah you know turn the cruise control off whatever it needs to be um and just do your best to assess what exactly is happening um you know and um, i think you say it best Floyd. just slow down that's, that's the number one thing that I think you can recommend so that you give yourself more time to try and assess what's happening. Um, you know, I, I get in a rush. I think we all get in a rush. That's just part of living. Um, but I think it's, it's those instances where we think that our time is, is worth more than a life, and it's just not, you know. Uh, now, on what about, say, like a four-lane highway? out there we're driving down um i got four lanes Mm -hmm. do i still get over correct yep yep still still move um over to those left hand lanes you know assuming that it's going to you're you're talking about a traffic stop on that right hand shoulder right um move over and you know um you brought up the construction zones that's another big point um you know you mentioned um you know uh not just thinking that you don't have the time, right, and you don't want to slow down to maybe that 55, 45, whatever it may be posted. Um, and I I think there's just there's sometimes a, a perception that, oh, this is too inconvenient for me to slow down to where this is at, right? It's not. Or I'll um, be past it, it, it in a it's second. right, yeah. You know, just take the time and slow down and watch for those. Move over. That's the biggest. That's the, along with slowing down, um, move over. And if, if you see, approach it in those construction zones, um, mind that speed. It's been posted for a reason, and it, again, it's just in an attempt to um, support keep uh, keeping people safe. So. And you know, every year I see a new video on uh, one of my social medias, a dash cam of an officer or a highway patrolman or a deputy almost getting nailed by a car that uh, didn't slow down or lost control and. Um, it's, it just kind of shocks me that this is still something that we really have to address. Um, so, folks, when you're out there, make sure that uh, you see those lights, tow trucks, mowers, construction, all law enforcement and other first responders. Just take the time and uh, protect those individuals. Slow down a little bit. Make sure that you're giving them the room that they need. Uh, Sheriff... Under Sheriff, it's always great to see you both. Uh, thank you for coming in and speaking with me this morning. Please be safe out there. Thanks, Floyd. Thanks for having us.
When we come back, we're going to speak with Representative Cyrus Western from the 2024 Legislative Budget Session. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. A benefit account for Carol Hamilton, the homeowner whose home was demolished during the standoff, has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust. You can make your checks payable to Carol Hamilton. Checks can be dropped off at First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffee Avenue. You can also mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. Shan Foster with Country Pet Inn on why training your dog is important. Dogs need rules, guidelines for life, just like we do. Through training, what you're doing is you're giving the dog a set of rules, that this is what we do in our household. This is how we stay comfortable. So often we overlook what our dog's basic needs are in their home, and that's having structure. I imagine a lot of people feel like the dog is part of the family, but they struggle with how to incorporate that properly. The easiest way to incorporate that is by teaching it basically a language through consistency and repetition repetition and through praise and correction, the dog can learn to be happy with the rules. You're clearly very passionate about this area and Absolutely. Uh, able to help people if they're struggling in getting this to work properly. Yes, and I, I'm more than happy to do that. There's very few things in life that bring me joy when I see that a person and their dog or a family and their dog are communicating and just having a good time together. That's my goal. Find out more about training, boarding, and doggy day camp online at thecountrypetin.com. Or call Shan Foster at 674-8542. Shop, donate, volunteer. Ahoy there, mateys. It's Arnold the Pirate speaking to you from the ReStore, where we've been slashing prices of furniture, appliances, cabinets, and items for your yard. We have the best deals on the seven seas. And when you spend your doubloons here, the proceeds go to building homes right here in Sheridan County. So come see us today. The ReStore, 44 Fort Road. Um... What's a pirate's favorite letter? No, it's not the R, it's the C. <laughs> Outdoor winter activities can be hard on your eyes, so protect them just as you do in the summer. At Eye Care of the Bighorns, you'll find high-quality sunglasses from brand names like Maui Jim, Prada, Ray-Ban, and Costa. They carry a wide range of both prescription and non-prescription sunglasses, with some designs created for specific sports or hobbies in mind like snowshoeing, skiing, and ice fishing. Stop by I Care of the Bighorns, 1033 Coffee Avenue in Sheridan, and online at iCareOfTheBighorns.com. The Albert J. Goldwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash Online Silent Auction is in full swing today and runs through 8 p.m. this Saturday at SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repair, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and so much more. Auction items begin at 50% off retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction happening right now. SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Republican House Majority Whip and chairman of the Select Committee on Blockchain, Financial Technology, and Digital Innovation Technology, 
District 51, Representative Cyrus Western. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how's this year's budget session progressing along so far? You know, we're making some progress. Obviously, it, it, there's been a lot of challenges, and um, it's a lot of work. But I, I think, uh, you know, step by step, inch by inch, we're, uh, we're getting some good stuff done down here. Now, uh, these budget sessions, uh, the biennium, they're held every other year. They tend to be pretty small. I think you only have 20 days to get everything accomplished, correct? Correct. Yeah, we only have, have, have 20 legislative days uh, to get the budget done. And so the budget we're working on now will be the budget for the state for 2025 and 2026. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's fast and furious for sure. Now, there, there were some problems with committee bills being introduced and voted out. Could you just uh, give me a, a quick summary on, on just exactly what happened there? Yeah, so the way the process works is, you know, when we're not in session, the committees that handle some of these issues, they meet multiple times throughout the year to, to, to discuss bills, debate the issues, and to kind of refine legislation and uh, get them to a point where a lot of the kinks have been worked out and issues have been dealt with, so that by the time that they come to session, that these bills are, you know, have, have gone through a pretty thorough vetting process. And some of those bills died, unfortunately, uh, along the way, which is, uh, which is really unfortunate because a lot of folks, a lot of these, these legislators who are elected by the people, spend a lot of time uh, in, in the interim, uh, the off cycle, uh, using taxpayer dollars to have these committee meetings to debate these issues. So it was, it was pretty unfortunate that, that some of them um, did not make it through, the, at least to start. But, uh, you know, that's just how the process works. So we'll, just, we'll come at it again next year. Now, what are your thoughts on the current state of the budget bill in general, sir? I do believe it's received second reading, correct? Yep. Yep, we're 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 finishing up third reading right now. You know, we um, it, it's like it's like everything, right? There's there's bits that I don't like, uh, and there's bits that I do. You know, for example, uh, I was able to successfully pass an amendment uh, to fund the Stolt Building up at the girls' school. You know, it's a building that was built built in the late 1940s. Um, you know, it, it plays a pretty critical role in the girls' school and, and the function of the girls' school. Uh, and so I was able to uh, you know, put some money in the budget to uh, to tear it down and to renovate it. So, I mean, things like that that I worked hard on getting in there that I think are really beneficial for Sheridan. Now, one big thing that everybody's watching, everyone's paying attention to, is property tax relief. Uh, which bills regarding mm-hmm. property tax relief are you uh, choosing to support this year? Yeah, so I've said it before. I'll say it again. We just need to get something done. Last year, I think what we, you know, we we did made some progress, but it wasn't enough. It was not enough. And I think until we get actual property tax reform done, uh, you know, we have to make that our number one goal. And I think we've got some some legislation that we're working on that's uh, you know working its way through the process that does that. I think the the biggest one is House Bill Forty Five. You know that that creates a five percent cap. Uh, on property taxes. So, you know, for example, last this, I think this year we're seeing about a, uh, like an 18% uh, increase. The year before that was in the 20s. The year before that was in the 30s. So, you know, what this bill will do is ensure that those kind of, um, you know, surprise increases in property taxes will never happen again. I mean, that, that's, that's the, the goal we are going for. And I think that the piece of legislation does exactly that. You know, there's a couple other ones that are pretty interesting. Yeah, there's another idea that we're working on that actually eliminates residential property tax. 
That means, you know, if you are a citizen of Wyoming and you own property in Wyoming, your property tax will go to zero, um, which is, you know, it's pretty bold. It's pretty ambitious, but, you know, I like to swing for the fences. And so what it does is that it eliminates residential property tax for homes who are valued under a million dollars. And so just, I'm sure folks are wondering, that's 98% of residential homes in Wyoming, this would apply to. Their, their, their property tax would go to zero. Now, of course, some folks are wondering how to offset that. And I think we, we, what this bill does is it offsets that by, by the sales tax, by, by putting two pennies on the sales tax and having that money go back to local governments, you know, cities, towns, and counties so they can plow roads, do that kind of stuff. Um, I really like this one because it takes property tax to zero, right? I mean, one of the, the, the criticisms you hear of, 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 a, of a property tax, like, well, you know, the government is always kind of you know, has a lean against my property where this takes it to zero. And I think that really empowers people. And it's just that tax burden onto the sales tax, which I think is fair because it puts people in the driver's seat or at least gives them much a higher level of control because your property tax is property tax. There's not a whole lot you can do to change that. I mean, you can contest it, but you know, it's, it's a fixed amount, right? It's very hard to get that change where with the sales tax, you know, the individual has, you know, they have a, a big say in, in how much they spend in their budget. There are, of course, those expenditures that you have to spend, you know, utility bills, groceries, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's an option. I think consumers are just uh, Wyoming citizens have a much higher level of control uh, in, in the amount that they pay in that particular tax. So that's, that's a really big one. Uh, and of course, the, so another big one we're working on is, um, uh, is is the homestead exemption, just kind of giving those folks an immediate kind of shot in the arm that uh, ideally will go into effective immediately. So it'll give people a little bit of relief on the front end as well. So, you know, I mean, there's, I think there's, there's about a dozen and a half or so property tax bills, but those are kind of the, the three that I, I think that I like the most uh, that are getting support uh, and, and have a, and have a lot of potential. And I think we'll actually, you know, really do what we want to, which is property tax reform. So now, has has the legislature made any decisions regarding funding towards uh, the property tax relief program? Will that continue after this year? Yes, mm-hmm. there's money in the budget. I, I want to say it puts another twenty million or so into the, into the current programs that we have on the books, and we we funded those again last year. I think that was good policy. Uh, that's a good step in the right direction, but I think really, you know, it's it's we're going all in on on legitimate reform, and I think it's uh, you know it's, it's it's all or nothing. Either we do it or we don't. I, I I'm you know I'm dead determined to to get reform to the governor's desk. And sir, where are we in regards to those bills in the process? Have have uh, the majority of them mm-hmm. all been introduced at this point? Uh, summer and first, second, and readings. So, yeah, so those have all been introduced. They are still working their way through the House. Uh, some of them will be debated today on the House floor, which anybody can, you know, if anybody wants to tune in, there's a, a link on the on wildleg.gov uh, where you can watch the line stream and, and the debate that goes down. Uh, so that's going to take up a bunch of time today on the House floor is, is debating those bills and working them and uh, helping get them through the process. Now, what about the effort to change the Constitution itself? Is that ready to go to the voters mm-hmm. this upcoming election? Yep, yep. No, we passed that. It'll, it'll be on the ballot. You know, I think it's, it's, it's. I, I personally, I like it because it's direct, it's direct democracy. It is the direct consent 
or rejection of the voters. They get to have the final say here. It goes directly to them. And so I, I think anything that where you're involving the voters more, by and large, I think that's a good thing. So that will be on the ballot this fall. Sir, could you give us a brief summary of just exactly what that uh, will do to the Constitution uh, in favor of taxpayers? So what it will do is allow us to uh, give the legislature more flexibility by separating residential property as its own individual type of property class. There's three classes in the Constitution right now, which is mineral, uh, you know, it's obviously coal, oil, and gas. There's industrial, and then there is all other. And all other includes commercial property, residential property, agricultural property, all those different types of things. And what this, the constitutional amendment would do is allow us to separate out into, uh, residential property as its own property class. So we have uh, more flexibility to craft legislation uh, to, uh, you know, to give people the relief if that's, uh, in the event that that does pass. Now, if it does pass, the next time we sit down to look at these bills, let's say some of those uh, property tax relief bills pass this year, which we're all hoping that they do. What happens to those once that constitution has changed? We got to go back to the drawing board and just strike those completely out? I mean, that's an option, right? I mean, that's the beauty of the legislature is that obviously we pass things into law, but we can always come back and amend and, and adjust things. And if that passes, I mean, we still want to give people relief. We're not just going to, you know, all of a sudden go back on that and say, no, I think that that's in place and that needs to continue to stay in place. I think a lot of it also comes down to the legislation, assuming it passes. Uh, that we'll see next year or the year after that about, well, how do we want to, uh, what kind of rules and, 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 and laws do we want to have structured around this this potential fourth uh, uh, property class? So that's, that's, yeah, that's I'd say that's the long and short of that one. And, and if voters, and I imagine they probably will, uh, that's my prediction, uh, get this, mm-hmm. uh, change the Wyoming Constitution, how long will that take to go into effect? So, It'll be on the ballot. Obviously, there's the process to, to, to ratify, you know, the, the, the ballot initiative results, all that kind of stuff. But by the general session of 2025, it will give the legislature the flexibility and make sure that we are constitutionally compliant uh, to create all sorts of uh, ideas around, um, uh, you know, the residential property asset class. You know, you know uh, we, whether we want to do different types of uh, caps, not just exemption caps, but actual, you know, appreciation caps. There's all sorts of options that we could consider potentially on down the road. So if we change that constitution, you guys could start taking action on that as soon as the next session. Exactly. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, switching gears on you, sir, is, is there anything else you'd like to to say about property tax or property tax relief before I move on? No, I mean, I, I think this time we're, we're going to get it done. We continue to uh, make progress. I think we've got good bills that, that are working its way, that are building momentum. So I, I feel optimistic about getting getting some real property tax reform uh, to the governor's desk so we can sign it into law. So I'm, I'm feeling hopeful and optimistic right now. Now, uh, the governor of Wyoming has asked an emphasis be placed on the funding of mental health. What is happening with that funding regarding the suicide hotline and other mental health funding uh, avenues? Yeah, no, it's it's one of my personal outside of property tax reform. That's probably my top issue. You know, um, obviously I'm incredibly proud of Wyoming, who we are and everything we stand for in the state, but there's some unfortunate truth out there. And that is that 
you know, we have a, a serious suicide problem in Wyoming. We used to be number one. I think we've dropped to number two, which is good, but I don't want us to stop until we're at number 50. Uh, and, and one of the things we, we started last year was the 988 suicide hotline uh, number, uh, and it's had a huge impact already. There have been thousands of calls. Uh, almost every single one of those calls has resulted in a de-escalation. Uh, so it's having an immediate impact in, in saving lives. One of the things we did this year was um, uh, we, we allocated more funding to it to ensure that the, the suicide hotline call center has funding uh, you know, through the next bus because we're a boom and bus state and eventually the bus will come. And you know those kind of services, uh, those are needed 24 seven, 365, regardless of what the economy is doing. So we were able to to put together a budget amendment to, to make sure that that is funded regardless of what the state economy is doing, because that's an essential service. You know, unfortunately, some of my colleagues voted no uh, against that. Uh, and I'm, I'm extremely disappointed with them. Uh, some of them are Sheridan County legislators. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, uh, it's, it's one of my top priorities. And I'm really proud that I've worked on uh, myself and some of my colleagues. We've worked to get funding in there to ensure that this essential service uh, is there no matter what. Because quite frankly, during those bus times when people are getting laid off or they're getting you know pay cuts, that's when that people start getting stressed and anxious and all that kind of stuff. And so that's why I think, especially in those times, having that that type of resource available to folks, and it's just a simple 988, uh, that, that's a big deal for people, and it's already working. It's already saved lives. Now, uh, what is being debated as far as parental rights? Uh, you, you told me that there was something something going on uh, regarding that. Uh, w- what's happening? Well, I, I think it's about just having simple safeguards in place to ensure that the parent is in the driver's seat of their kid's education. You know, because our, our K-12 schools, their job is to you know, get our kids to, to read, write, and do math at a proficient level. Uh, and I, I have a ton of respect for, for teachers. It's tough. You know, I, was, I wasn't the best student myself until, you know, I go back to the teachers that had to, to deal with me, right? But point being is, 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 is this. You know, obviously, right now, there's a lot of chatter, certainly nationally, about the topic of gender identity, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's, I, I think it's, it's gotten pretty crazy, in my opinion. But I think the simple safeguard we're talking about from a policy perspective is this. You know, if there's an event where there is a child, um, you know, who uh, comes to school and talks about, you know, wanting to transition from the gender uh, that they, uh, from their gender at birth, we were working on legislation that simply says that the school district must notify that parent that day immediately that, hey, you know, your child uh, mentioned has, is having these types of thoughts. They express this to the teacher, to the school, and we want to immediately call the parent and pull them in because, again, they need to be in the driver's seat at all times in these types of situations. And so I think it, it's pretty simple, straightforward legislation that, uh, that can help ensure that, uh, that the parent stays involved. Now, um... How many private or charter schools do we actually have in the state? Do we know? So it's, 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 for a long time, it was very few, but it's starting to increase. You know, there's a charter school here in, in uh, Cheyenne that is starting up. There's the Classical Academy in, in Casper. Uh, there's a couple of more that are starting to pop up or in the process of being established. You know, I know, from my what I understand, I hear that there's one being established in Sheridan as well. Uh, and, and I'm the kind of person, I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time on this one. You know, we can continue to ensure that our public schools, uh, that our teachers specifically, that our teachers are funded well uh, so that we have good teachers in place. But also, I mean, uh, giving parents the option to say, hey, if you don't want to use your local public school, that's fine, too, that there are other options available. So I, I, I think 
I think we can have the cake and the crumbs too on this one where we can continue to support uh, public education while ensuring that parents do have options. Now, we talked about the, the boom and bust uh, tradition mm-hmm. here, in, here in Wyoming. Has the House been able to sit down and talk about what we will be able to put into savings as of this year? Mm-hmm. Has that discussion been right. had as of yet, or are we still trying to decide where the money's going to go? Uh, it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, the budget is, you know, we haven't done third reading. And then, of course, there are the different versions, right? You know, the Senate can pass all their budget amendments. The House can pass theirs, and they're not all the same. So what happens is after they pass both chambers, the House and the Senate, uh, a conference is appointed, uh, five people on the House side, five people on the Senate side. The conference gets together, and they hash out those differences. So how much will end up in savings? It's yet to be seen, right? I think once the Joint Conference Committee wraps up their work, and we have a, a final piece of legislation to send to the governor's desk for a signature, that's when we'll know for sure. I mean, it could be, you know, could potentially be as much as $100 million or more. Uh, it, it really just depends. Uh, I mean, I'm really proud that we put about a, a billion and a half dollars into savings last year. That has not changed. I think that was really good work on our part. You know, our funds that, uh, you know, our investment funds that generate revenues for, for voters are continuing to do well. You know, about a quarter or so of our budget uh, of the discretionary budget that, that we that we authorize uh, is funded by those investment funds, by our sovereign mineral trust fund, you know, our, our 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 public school funds that uh, generate revenue from investments. So we as taxpayers don't have to come up with that money. So I think it's um, you know it, it's functioning well from that perspective. Now, one more question regarding uh, uh, the budget, sir. Mm-hmm. You talked about how we may. Uh, to make up the difference for lack of property taxes, should that bill pass, a 2% or two pennies go Correct. on the sales tax? Is it, Correct. Will that be enough to make up that difference uh, for counties and cities? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. probably a lot of different projections going on. But sure. what do you think? Do you think sure. that will be enough? Are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater here? I would argue that we are not. You know, the numbers we're using, you know, to kind of assess the impact are, are I believe, are 2022 numbers from our Division of Economic Analysis. And generally speaking, their their numbers are pretty darn good. And uh, you know, the idea is that uh, every single town and every single county will still be made whole in this situation. So what the bill does is, while it exempts, you know, it exempts your property taxes down to zero or eliminates your, your property taxes. The assessment process still happens. So your county assessor can say, all right, well, you won't actually be paying anything because your property, your home is exempted. This, you know, this amount is how much you would have paid otherwise. You would have paid X or Y. And then what happens is they get to turn around to the state and say, okay, for our county, our residential mills would have been X amount. And then out of that sales tax that the state collects, they then turn around and write the county or the town a check for that amount. So they're back sales for the amount that they would have uh, receive if if that residential if they were still collecting residential property taxes, so it ensures that the county still has the money. And the beautiful thing about the sales tax is that, uh, especially uh, you know during the during the high season in the summer, you know, over you know uh, you know millions of visitors come into Wyoming, right? Non-residents. A huge chunk of this will be paid by folks passing through Wyoming. So it's kind of ingenious in the sense that you know other folks are helping uh, foot the bill for for this sales tax. So. Uh, sir, I've only got about three minutes left. 
Representative, you wanted a moment to say something regarding uh, Sergeant Nevada Krinky. Yeah. Well, you know, it's obviously I'm viewing this from afar just because I've been down in Cheyenne this whole time. But, um, you know, it, it was obviously an incredibly tragic uh, situation. I think it's a reminder of just the thin blue line that, that our officers walk every day across Wyoming and across America. And I think you know, always remembering that risk that they take for us is something that we need to always, you know, remember and honor. And I think one of the things that I'm working on, um, you know, down here in Cheyenne um, is, is to really help the family. You know, I, I've been incredibly impressed by the way that the community has rallied around, uh, you know, Carla, uh, the sergeant's wife and, 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 their, and their kid. Uh, but the one thing that, that we're working on down here is uh, we're working on increasing the death benefits to a spouse for an officer who was killed in the line of duty. You know, right now on the books in statute, um, you know, if your spouse dies uh, as an officer and they die in the line of duty, you are entitled to 62% of their salary uh, in perpetuity or until you die. Uh, I am running a budget amendment today, this morning actually, here in about an hour, that increases that to 90% um, because, you know, while obviously we have incredible respect for the sergeant who made that ultimate uh, sacrifice, uh, you know, we still have to, you know, we still have to rally around the sergeant's family. And so I think this is just, I think the community has done an incredible job of that from what I understand. But I think this is just another thing to ensure that she has the financial security that but I think that she's, that she deserves, right? I mean, it's, it's more than just about money. I think it's about sending a message that, you know, we don't leave the families of those fallen behind, that we rally around them, that we take care of them. So that's, that's one of the things we're working on here in Cheyenne to try to help that, that really tragic situation. Well, I wish you the best of luck on that amendment, sir. I would love to see that uh, pass through. Representative, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us this morning. Uh, good luck heading out there onto the floor. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you so much for everything you do. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, folks, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. A benefit account for Carol Hamilton, the homeowner whose home was demolished during the standoff, has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust. You can make your checks payable to Carol Hamilton. Checks can be dropped off at First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffee Avenue. You can also mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Have you noticed all the new Hondas on our lot? I have. Looks like you have one of everything. We do, and there are plenty of reasons to buy a new Honda. For qualified buyers, every SUV from the HRV to the Pilot is 4.9% financing for 60 months. Civic and Accord are 2.9% for 36 months, and we have a couple of 23 Ridgelines left at 0.9% for 36 months. Great deals. And these all come with complimentary oil changes for the first two years or 24,000 miles. Shop for your new Honda at Sheridan Honda today. Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan Buffalo and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic. 
delightful espresso drinks and coffees. Whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino, mochas, lattes, iced coffees, and more, you can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup. Your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because, hey, good day start with a great cup of coffee. It's back. The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence program, February 28th at the Y.O. Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year Awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's community partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Y.O. Theater, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media. Enjoy an interactive evening of roaresome fun for the whole family as Dinosaur World Live takes to the Y.O. Theater stage tomorrow night. Dinosaur World Live helps discover the prehistoric world of dinosaurs through masterful puppetry with special guests including Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Giraffe Titan, and others. Dinosaur World Live at the Y.O. Theater, 6.30 tomorrow night. Get your tickets now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. The Albert J. Goldwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash Online Silent Auction is in full swing today and runs through 8 p.m. this Saturday at SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repair, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and so much more. Auction items begin at 50% off retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction, happening right now at SheridanMedia.com. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. Back for the second year, the Knights of Valor will be making big hits and breaking big sticks. <clears throat> I mean, lances. Come join us July 27th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds for the 7th Annual Tournament of Knights. You won't want to miss this year's medieval market, night school, and thrilling action of full contact jousting. We are still seeking sponsors and vendors. If interested, call 307-673-6161. Tickets go on sale May 1st. Join Kim Commando Saturday morning at 10 on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM. K-O-O.